One quick note before we start, only in America, the Van Dyke Parks Veronica Valerio EP that we were giving away, that drawing is still going on. If you want to enter, go to our website, rockandrollgradschool.com, sign up for our newsletter, and you're entered. Now, here's the show. This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. They came from somewhere back in your long ago. Hello, kiddies. We're going to have a good time together. Okay, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> um, I just want to sing Quinn the Eskimo. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Any reason in particular, or just because? Well, like the mighty Quinn. Right. Oh, because of our guest. Yeah. Okay, I'm an idiot. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Aren't we talking said, about our guest? We are, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I am back now. It's fine. Yes. So this week, we've got Quinn Sullivan. Yeah. How would you describe him? Like, I feel like singer-songwriter sort of uh, does a disservice to his guitar skills, but he even says in the interview, like, don't call me a blues musician. I mean, he doesn't say that, but like, it's very much, I got the feeling like, well, yeah, there's some blues, but I'm trying to get beyond that. Well, right. Well, he was a, um, not protege, he was a, what's the word? Virtuoso? Uh, What is it? That's a good one, yes. Yeah. And began his musical career very young depressing and young yes yeah and worked with bb king was on every talk show known to man mm-hmm. and was trotted out to show his incredible skills which he had from a very young age and unlike a lot of child stars for lack of a better term he has not thrown those talents by the wayside he's just expanded them Mm-hmm. And moved into other arenas of music and is now killing it on his own. Yeah, it's so I mean, here they, they his bio on his website mentions his sort of, uh, they refer to Buddy Guy as his mentor. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he has also played with Carlos Santana, which seems mm-hmm. intimidating. And then B. they list BB King, Eric Clapton, I think. And then they list all of his uh, TV show appearances. He was on Ellen. He's been on um, Oprah. Well, I was going to say, like, really, you just need to say Oprah and everyone. I feel like the rest of them, it's just like, well, if you can hang with her, you're good. True. He does have one of those names. You could see her kind of doing the sing-songy. Mm-hmm. I had this idea. Do you remember the Folgers uh, Crystals commercials? in yes. the 80s that's like you yes. secretly replaced these nuns coffee with a very strong yes. opiate right mm-hmm. um so what if the show uh it's like six contestants and they're dropped in by helicopter somewhere and i don't mean like the forest like it's city or whatever and uh you know episode one they are in pamplona they are, mm-hmm. are flown in 
a host says to them at the beginning, we've secretly replaced one of the bowls with Getty Lee from Rush. Go find him. <laughs> and that, that's the show. It's called Where's Ged? I love this show. Yeah. And I think there's all these different things we could either get him to do or do. But it's always like, obviously, he can't just be in a corner playing fretless space. He has to be cool. doing something that is out of out of character yes. for him. So, um, yeah, if anyone's listening, I think we can say we would like to develop this more. But uh, yeah, I think don't... we should. This is better than Battle of the Network Stars. I think so. Although yeah. I feel like this show would probably give away less robes. I know. But we'd have robes. We would have robes, yes, definitely. I feel like with most people's stories, there's that question of, well, when did you get into music? But you've been playing a long time, longer than most people your age. Yeah. When, when did you start? I started, well, I started playing, I picked up a guitar at three. Um, my parents uh, gave me my first guitar for one Christmas and uh, it's my third Christmas. And, and yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I didn't really, obviously, when I was a little kid, I didn't think that this would obviously end up being like my career and like my what I'm doing for the for my life or anything like that. But um, I definitely like loved it right from right from the time that I picked it up. Like I definitely had an immediate interest for it, you know, like um, because like there was so much music gr uh, going on in my house at one time. Like my parents would play me like, you know, all of the classic stuff from like the Beatles to like the Grateful Dead to the Almond Brothers Band. So I was. I was getting absorbed in that, you know? So I guess for me, like the guitar um, was just something that I'd see people play on TV or, you know, YouTube or whatever, and, and just be like mesmerized by it. And like, as a little kid, you know, a lot of kids my age would be getting into like football or you know baseball sports, whatever their interests or hobbies would be. And, and mine was the guitar. So yeah, I mean, that was like from three years old on, I was just obsessed, yeah. So does that mean you grew up with like pictures of like posters of Lightning Hopkins and Robert Johnson on your walls instead of Tom Brady? <laughs> I guess you could say that. I mean, those particular, you know, the blues was sort of something that came along uh, a little bit later, you know, like eight, nine years old when I met Buddy Guy. But because um, well, when you're four, you don't have a lot to have no. wrong in your life yet. No, exactly. exactly. But by the time you're eight, all kinds of stuff. Oh, no. so. Life is over at eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, like the beat, like I was saying, you know, the Beatles were like the first uh, group of guys that I, I loved so much and, and was deeply, deeply into. Um, you know, I saw them on for the first time, you know, on the Ed Sullivan show, like a DVD my, my parents got me and you know, I just, I was completely blown away. I don't know. It was just like, it just took, it just took me right in. Like, I, I didn't really, I didn't really want to do anything else for a long time, but like watch Beatles videos, you know, that was like an obsession that I had early on. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that they were posters all over my wall of the Beatles. And, you know, I was also into like the Grateful Dead as well. You know, um, you know, my parents are both heavily um, into the Grateful Dead. They've been deadheads for a while, you know, so they, they showed me a lot of that stuff growing up. So yeah, I mean, that was the, um, those were like the initial influences growing up, yeah. So how did that transpire for our listeners? Like, how did you end up with Buddy Guy at the age of eight? 
Well, I met Buddy Guy um, when I was eight, and he came to um, a theater locally in my hometown of New Bedford uh, called the Zyterian. And we knew some people over at the theater, and we knew that he was he was coming to, to town to play. And I don't think he had been here for a while. Like, he hadn't toured around this area for a long time. So uh, the, whole, the whole area was very excited to get Buddy here, you know. And... Um, yeah, we walked backstage. Um, like I said, we knew some people over at the theater, so they got us into the show. We found ourselves backstage, me and my dad, and I had my little uh, Squire Fender Stratocaster guitar with me for him to hopefully sign if I met him, you know. Um, did not think I was going to play with him that night. That was a total surprise that came kind of left field for me. Like, I, I had no idea that that was going to happen. And uh, yeah, he was so nice, and I remember him being so gracious and and so, like, welcoming to his environment and he was so cool and um signed my guitar um I mean I I probably said three words to him I was eight years old I was probably super shy you know not talkative at all at that time so I, I was just um you know just very very grateful to to be in his presence and um and yeah I mean he I played him you know a few licks on the guitar and you know right after that he said you'd be ready when I call you and, and that was it <laughs> and he called me up on stage he literally pulled me out of the crowd that night Call me on stage. I played the last half an hour of the show with him. It was just, you know, one of those nights that sort of just changed my entire trajectory of life. Like it just changed my entire, like everything. So everything about that night changed forever. So, um, you know, I owe a lot to Buddy for that. And, you know, and he would, you know, play like every year he'd come to, to this area or, you know, 45 minutes to an hour in Boston or whatever. And we'd just get in the car and go see him. and. We got in touch with his manager and, you know, got backstage and it would just be this cycle. You know, we'd go see him. He'd have me play and sit in and it would be this really amazing thing. And, um, you know, that turned into him then saying, hey, do you want to open some shows for me? I really love the way you play and I really want to, you know, continue this in a, in a bigger way, you know. So that turned into that. And I started to open shows for him around around the world, essentially. I mean, I, I we started small, you know, small summers and stuff. And then that turned into, you know, uh, a couple weeks during school year, I would just uh, go out of school real quick and, you know, get my work done and stuff and, you know, go, go do, go do the buddy guy thing. And uh, it was just a whirlwind for like 10 years of my life. So it was just really cool. And getting to play with buddy guy and some of the other people you've gotten to play with or play for, I mean, you've, you were on Oprah, you've, you were on Ellen, you were on the tonight show. Yeah. All of, all of that is great and wonderful but there become there comes a certain point where you kind of go from that maybe it wasn't a thing at the time but like kind of the youtube celebrity where like isn't yeah. it cute that this kid can do this thing to you actually have to start you know making music and kind of delivering mm -hmm. in a way that takes you to that next level Absolutely. how did you how did you get into songwriting and how did you kind of make that transition? Because that's a very hard right turn for a lot of people. Very, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, songwriting kind of came, I mean, did not come naturally. I was going to say naturally, did not come naturally <laughs> to me. Uh, it doesn't really come naturally, I don't think, to anybody. You know, it's kind of like something that it's always like you're, you're trying to get better at it. You know, you're never really satisfied. You kind of just always have that drive to just write the better song but um I mean that kind of came for me when I was like 16 17 I started co-writing with people and you know started getting into writing melodies and and you know that kind of thing and the lyrics sort of came after um 
so yeah, it was definitely something that evolved, you know, like, you know, when I was 12, I was pretty much just playing guitar. I mean, I always kind of had a sense of melody and I was always coming up with stuff on the guitar, but not writing like full songs until probably 16. So mm. I'd say that age, I started, you know, thinking about it more and, you know, and, you know, and moving on to like 18, 19, I mean, those were kind of the years where it was like, I was no longer a kid, you know, I was becoming an adult, you know, so you don't longer have that uh, kid guitar prodigy thing, that right. label that everybody called, it, you know, so you have to, you have to navigate your way through it and figure out how you're going to kind of turn this into a real career. You know what I mean? Because like it, it only, the child thing works for a while and then it, it definitely just kind of rubs off and you, now you're just like, you blend in with all the rest of uh, the musicians trying to make it in the music industry. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it definitely was a bit of an adjustment for me, but once I, you know, once I started to make this new album, I, I kind of, you know, was able to uh, adjust to it, you know, and, and get, get more heavily into the writing and stuff like that. So that's gotta be difficult. Like, was that a long process for you to sort of find your voice and sort of your, your personality? Like you said, you had, you could, you could play well, you could find melodies on the guitar, but then making that, that extra step, that's, that must've been a hard time to kind of realize, oh, this, this trick isn't working anymore. I need something else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it definitely took a long time. It took a long time of, of, you know, um, talking to various people about it, other songwriters, writing with other people and, you know, being around other musicians and stuff that, that sort of taught me how to, how to, uh, how to craft tunes, you know, because you don't really learn that on your own. It's kind of something that you have to be around and really, you know, um, I wouldn't even say going to college or school would be as beneficial as actually being in a songwriting situation with people, you know, actually doing it, you know? Um, not that I'm knocking college or anything. I think that's very valuable, but I'm saying like, you know, but, come on. a real world situation. But, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, that's been beneficial for me um, just to be around other friends of mine that write really well, you know? And, and you know, I, I was able to always have that, you know, system of people, you know, I was around producers and other writers and stuff. So that, that was, you know, that was how they, you know, they sort of helped me and they're still helping me, you know, I'm, I'm still 22 and, you know, uh, still learning every day about it. So, you know, it's always a learning process for me. Yeah. Did you ever consider not pursuing music? It's been mm. such a part of life of your whole life. No, I actually never, no, I never, you know, some people ask me that, like, oh, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music? And I got to say, I don't think I would be doing anything else but music. I can't think of anything else, you know. Um, it's just always something that I loved to do and never really, never really had another, um, like most people say, oh, you have, have to have something to fall back on, you know. And I don't know. It's just, I always just did it, you know. It was always something I did. So it was like, that was, that was what I was going to be doing. I knew very young, uh, luckily, that I, I wanted to do this for as long as long as I can that's awesome uh, even through those awkward years that's good to hear you know yeah those, absolutely. Those transition years so. absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so um if you for people who know your backstory if you will the uh coming up you know starting up playing with buddy guy and some of these other blues greats that you've played with but the the music you're making now it has a blues influence but there's a lot more of there's some pop, there's some, I think you could say soul in there. Mm -hmm. How did you find that? Was that just sort of a natural combination of your interests or 
how did you get to there? And you weren't writing, damn right, I've also really got the blues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was always, like I said, I was a huge Beatles fanatic as a kid. So I, I was always listening to other styles of music. You know, everybody has the misconception that I was only listening to blues and getting in. And I love the blues, but I was also listening to Ray Charles and, and Al Green. And, and I was listening to, uh, you know, like, like alternative music, like contemporary pop, you know? Like, um, you know, like a lot of like Ed Sheeran and John Mayer were also seeping in to my to my uh, listening. So like I, I was listening to every everything, um, you know what I mean? So that style of music, you know, or those styles of music were influencing my writing and, and the music that I wanted to put out, you know, and that was also influential in helping me find my own voice as a writer, you know. Can you talk a little bit about the new record? uh who plays on it do you have a band together now that you're going to take out on the road is that the same group that were on the record things um, like that yeah. yeah well it's no it's it's actually a completely different set of musicians that will be yeah touring screw with those me. guys yeah <laughs> right no 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 <laughs> um but no i i, I the making the, the record process was really fun I, I did this album with um a producer named oliver lieber and mm -hmm. um his dad was jerry lieber who wrote he did okay know, for himself yeah he did okay for himself yeah anybody knows Double great songwriting yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it was very very cool to to hook up with oliver and uh in la and we did the whole album in his studio in his backyard studio and we had the most amazing musicians come in and play on this on on this uh on this music you know we had abe laboreal jr which is paul mccartney's drummer and we mm -hmm. had aaron sterling who plays with john mayer a lot and you know, many other great artists playing drums as well. So we had a lot, a lot of people on this album and, you know, those are just a couple of names, but we had a lot of, a lot of great, great musicians that Oliver hooked me up with that, you know, came in and played on this stuff. So it was super, uh, you know, I was just completely mesmerized the whole time. It was just like, you know, kid in the candy store. You know, he also had all of these guitars, you know, vintage guitars that I got to play on it. So it was just, uh, you know, it was great. It was so much fun for me as a guitar player and, you know, um, but yeah, he really, you know, he taught me a lot too about songwriting because we actually co-wrote 90% of these songs together. So, okay. you know, he was very, very in, 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 um, instrumental in, in helping me, um, you know, find my voice on this album and really, you know, help me direct, you know, what I wanted to say on this record. So it was a very, very great process. Yeah. And you mentioned Abe as one of your drummers, I believe from Lexington, Mass., I think so. Yeah. 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 Here. yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry, Heidi. Just needed to. Um, yeah. So how how did you see this album grow and change? You said finding your voice on this. How is it different from what you've done in the past? Or how do you feel when you listen to it now? Kind of what do you make of it? Do you see that growth? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely see this record to me is the first album that really shows who I am as an artist. I think it's a coming of age album for me. And uh not that the other ones weren't good and I'm not, I'm very proud of those, but I think this one just feels, just feels the most me. And I feel like my voice is finally coming in and my guitar playing is finally where I want it to be. And everything's kind of lining up musically well right now for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for people to hear that people have been following me for a while to hear this and kind of go, wow, you know, he's kind of grown. And also all the new people that are going to come into it, you know, we'll see this is this is the album that defines me you know for all your loyal fans who have been following you for all these years yeah what's going to be the biggest surprise 
when they hear this new album? Probably to find out that it's not necessarily a blues album. You know, I think everybody expected me just to make a, a, a blues record. And, um, you know, I think you always have to be very truthful to what you want to be saying musically. And I think if you're, if you're, if you're doing something just because you want to please other people, I don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do. I think you want to be doing something that, you know, fulfills you first and, you know, you hope it fulfills other people too, you know, but, um, you know, I knew two years ago, I didn't want to make a strictly blues album. I, I, I wanted to have an influenced blues album, you know, influence is there, but never, um, you know, never doing, I, I, you know, never doing any, I don't think I ever want to be doing anything in one particular genre. I just want to be doing, you know, music, you know, whatever that is, whatever that's rock or soul or blues or pop or whatever it is. I just want to be, I just want to be in it and doing it, you know? You said you had that idea a few years ago to be like, I don't want to do just blues. I want to expand this. Is that how long you've been working on these songs or did they come together quickly when you were writing the record or when you were, sorry, oh, it, when you were recording it, it, the record? The rec yeah, the record was, was two year process. Yeah, it was definitely a longer, it was definitely the longest time I've ever taken making an album. Um, and these songs, you know, some of them came together very quickly and others didn't, you know, others took a while, you know, like a song, you know, a song like uh, In a World Without You took an hour to write, you know, but then a song like Jessica took a week to write, you know, so, you know, it's like it, it was all different, you know what I mean? It was all all a different, different kind of process. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like it took an hour to write, but it took you, you know, several years or months to get to that point where you had that hour to just be able to turn that out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what response have you gotten to the record? Have you heard back from fans? I know there's a couple singles out and how eager are you, eager are you to kind of release this to the world? Oh, I'm so, so eager, I'm so <laughs> eager, yeah. You know, some artists I see interviews with them and they're like, oh, I'm so scared to put this out. You know, I'm so like, you know, I wonder what people are gonna think, but I, I'm just excited. You know, I, I think we live in a world now where we kind of need, we need music, you know, especially with these times that we've been going through. Um, so yeah, the response so far has been great with the singles and stuff. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to everybody hearing the full album and, you know, people getting into it, yeah. And again, to bring it back to the folks you kind of grew up with, so many of them, excelled or excel at playing live and really get their you know yeah. energy from that are you similar are you eager to get out there and play this record yeah yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a live guy you know i love the studio and i love the process the recording process but i think songs the my favorite songs and favorite artists i've always been able to play songs of theirs live like even better than the album you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just, you just, and you have a crowd response and it's just a whole, it's a whole atmosphere, you know? So I just, I love being able to play live and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this, this album live for sure. I think, you know, I want to stretch out on some of these songs and, you know, create some jams around these tunes, you know? So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely ready for it. Yeah. Baby, one day he'll do you 
Wide Awake, the new album by Quinn Sullivan, is available this Friday, June 11. For more information, go to his website, quinnsullivanmusic.com. You can follow us on all the various socials. You can check out our website at rockandrollgradschool.com for more grad school content. And please leave us a review on iTunes. We're tired of asking our family members to do so. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sobey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mastonen. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together. Better,